Welcome to the MHA Corner Podcast, where we talk about news and developments relevant to the post-acute space. Today, we'll be hearing from Alice Schumacht, Director of Consulting Services at MHA, on the home health value-based purchasing model. She'll explain what it is and how your agency can prepare to incorporate the model in your organization. Today, we're going to talk about home health value-based purchasing. A final rule has been established for the advent of home health value-based purchasing that changes the model of payment for home health services to a more complex reimbursement process using quality and outcomes for calculation. The original model launched by the Centers of Medicare and Medicaid Services in 2016 included nine participating states representing every geographic area of the continental U.S. The purpose was to encourage Medicare certified home health agencies with incentives to provide higher quality and more efficient care with a means to measure and report the results and outcomes. This demonstration resulted in both an average of a 4.6% improvement in the total performance scores or TPS for the agencies and an average annual savings of over $140 million for Medicare with no evidence of adverse risks. Further, there was an actual reduction in the rate of unplanned acute care hospitalizations and skilled nursing facility admissions, which in turn provided additional savings for Medicare in those areas overall. These results were the driving force behind CMS' decision to expand this model across all 50 states, the District of Columbia, and the U.S. territories. Beginning on January 1st of 2022, the pre-implementation year has commenced allowing all home health providers the time to establish and exercise this new payment model without payment impact prior to the first full performance year that begins on January 1st of 2023. The resulting outcomes experienced in 2023 will determine the final payment with adjustments that will be paid in the calendar year 2025. In other words, what happens next year will be the basis of calculation for payment for each home health agency and what will be received in 2025. Exclusions to the model. Patients non-responsive at start of care or resumption of care as measured by OASIS M1700, M1710, and M1720. Home health agencies with less than 20 eligible quality episodes in a given performance period, payer sources other than Medicare, traditional fee-for-service, Medicare HMO managed care advantage plans, Medicaid traditional fee-for-service, or Medicaid HMO managed care, and patients with the following circumstances, less than 18 years of age, receiving pre and postpartum maternity services, and receiving personal care only. Why should agencies care about home health value-based purchasing? For the eligible agencies, the new payment adjustments will range from minus 5% to plus 5% and will be applied to final Medicare fee-for-service payments. Activity in 2023 will inform the payment received in 2025 based on measures that correlate directly to claims, patient care, and satisfaction. And the good news is payment amounts can be increased based on your good outcomes and success with this model. What should agencies be doing now to prepare? There's many things you can do to assure success. First, create a home health performance improvement plan. Having a great QAPI plan overall is essential. Get creative with encouraging patient engagement between visits to keep their progress going. It's important to deliver the right care for the right patient at the right time, 
but keeping your patients engaged and activated in between visits is a challenge. Review your patient teaching materials, consider additional digital healthcare tools to augment clinical visits in order to help support continued progress and keep your patients engaged and healthy. Improved function and self-care are key to this new model. Also, provide additional OASIS training for your staff. Your team should always strive for reliable, accurate, and complete documentation. This is an opportunity to help strengthen your staff's understanding of the OASIS tool. Start of care visits should be included more than interviewing the patient. There should be demonstration when appropriate and proper evaluation of activity level in order to capture the patient's actual baseline and establish a meaningful care plan with accurately forecasted progress to goals. Focus on patient satisfaction scores and look for opportunities to improve those. Sometimes the patient receives the survey and answers questions that don't seem to correlate to anything they remember doing or seeing. Help your staff understand what is included in the HCAP survey and how to incorporate those terms and items into dialogue that is ongoing throughout the care plan. It'll be a great support to help encourage and engage your patients, reduce their knowledge deficit for the care you provide, and keep them more involved in their care plan along the way. And when they finally receive their surveys and remember when and how these items were addressed, it will help provide them a basis to support their responses. How is the payment model calculated? While this shift in the payment model for home health agencies require additional focus at a time when our industry is already challenged with staff retention, effects of the pandemic and other recent CMS mandates, there is good news. The data utilized to drive this model will not require additional data collection efforts on your part. All elements involved in this endeavor are already included in existing data generated by each agency. That reduces the learning curve and avoids the impact of integrating new process, which in turn reduces the burden on your operation, and that's a good thing. The expanded model is predicted on a set of quality measures that are considered relative to your agency's peer performance a weighted measure approach. Further, CMS has established two cohorts that will consider peer status based on each agency's beneficiary count in the prior calendar year. So that's one for a larger volume and one for a smaller volume. This helps create a fair playing field for comparison of agencies similar in size that considers the effects of volume, available resources, scale, and achievement thresholds for determining adjustments in payment. The details for the calculation of the new model uh, will drive, these items will drive the payment adjustments. OASIS-based measures, improvement in dyspnea, discharge to the community, improvement in management of oral medications, total normalized composite change in self-care, and total normalized composite and change of mobility. Those are the OASIS-based measures. There are claims-based measures that are included, acute care hospitalization during the first 60 days of home health use, and emergency department use without hospitalization during the first 60 days of home health. Finally, there are HCAP survey-based items that are included. Care of patients, professional care, communications between providers and patients, specific care issues and team discussion, overall rating of home health care, and willingness to recommend agency. 
Specific to the value-based purchasing calculations, CMS will utilize composite measures, a total normalized composite, or TNC, in the change in self-care and a TNC in change in mobility to capture the magnitude of the changes, including factors not limited only to improvement. Self-care will include M1800 grooming, M1810 upper body dressing, M1820 lower body dressing, M1830 bathing, M1845 toileting hygiene, and M1870 eating. The TNC for change in mobility will include M1840 toilet transferring, M1850 bed transferring, and M1860 ambulation locomotion. CMS is using a five-step process to calculate the two TNC measures we just mentioned. Steps one through three pertain to the quality episode and steps four through five inform the values of the agency level calculation. For step one, for the purposes of calculating each TNC measure, the definition of quality episode is as follows. CMS calculates the raw change for each OASIS item and the above the difference between the patient's status at start of care and the patient's status at discharge. Should the patient be fully independent at start of care and resumption of care, then that patient will experience either a neutral change or a decline, but not an improvement. Step two, to compute the normalized change for each OASIS item used to calculate the TNC measure score, CMS normalizes the quality episode raw change by dividing the value by the maximum possible change for each applicable OASIS item rendering a range of negative one and plus one. Step three. Next, the normalized changed scores are summed for each quality episode for all the OASIS items used in the TNC measures mentioned. Step four. CMS will average the quality episode level TNC change in self-care or TNC change in mobility scores for the patients who have been under care for the agency. The resulting change can span from a negative 6 to a positive 6 for TNC change in self-care and a negative 3 to a positive 3 for TNC change in mobility. Finally, step 5, the TNC change in self-care and TNC change in mobility observed scores for the agency are risk-adjusted based on the standard formula used for all other OASIS measures. More details can be found on the CMS Innovation site related to the overall weighting of the TPS and their placement in the model. Final thoughts? As stated earlier, 2022 offers the opportunity for a pulse check on how your agency is performing in these key areas today so you can course correct and be ready to shine in 2023. Seize the day for success! A very special thank you to Alice for her time and her helpful insights. And thank you to all of you for listening. Until we speak again.